0: Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Planted and Growing. Uh, Wanted to record an intro to this episode because this is one of our first live episodes. We recorded this episode on Instagram live, um, so wanted to do an intro. I'm like mid-sentence at the beginning of the audio, just giving a shout out to Clean Feed, the originally thought that we were able to do the audio from our microphones and just um, this is the audio from the Instagram live so we um yeah also wanted to preface that we can um see other people in uh visiting as well so just an effort to increase uh community participation um and you know show up for you guys so, we'll be doing more live episodes. Um, and this is the first one. So, enjoy. I continue to do a podcast remotely. But today, we are going to just take the audio from our Instagram live to make it into a podcast episode. Thought it would be fun oh hi mom my mom is with us oh i want a filter that's cute isn't it cute oh it is super cute all of my fil oh well, i can be a little cloudy but that makes- <laughs> <laughs> well, i feel like i'm like seven <laughs> I'm just figuring out how to use a phone <laughs> um so my mom confirmed that she can hear and see us thanks mom <laughs> okay. Thank you, Christina's mom. (laughs) But uh, happy Earth Day. It is going to be uh, Earth Day this coming week, and we wanted to just do a sustainability-based podcast episode and have it be a live one for anyone who wanted to participate in the conversation in any capacity. So thanks for anyone who is joining us today. And I'm Christina.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's Christina, and I'm Grace, and we have a podcast called planted and growing where we talk about uh an array of different things but today's episode is going to be focused on sustainability and low impact living and stuff um because i know christina has quite a bit of experience and as do i just not i don't know i feel like it's i it's like phases for me um i there's a lot of times where i just like completely forget about it and then there's times where i want to do better so i try but um Should we just go ahead and, like, get into the conversation?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I think that's a great place to start, though, because the, I think that the journey to have a lesser impact on the earth has to be literally at your own pace and not on any pace and not feel so much pressure to have um, gotten to this dream uh, expectation of how it's supposed to look so mm-hmm. I think that you can uh, embrace the process as much as possible and not beat yourself up about not having everything be sustainable overnight because that would be overwhelming.
1: Yeah yeah it's definitely a journey and that's a lot of people so um, just a preface preface whatever a little bit I used to work at this store called Eco Now, which is a low waste Um, zero waste store and they kind of are like the kickstarter to a low impact journey and a lifestyle and um, I think the thing with with any kind of store that like has like something um, I'm all flustered because I'm live (laughs) um something that has like a good intention behind it can kind of almost be bad in a way because it gets trendy you know and so like I know like a lot of people would come in because they would see something that we posted or it was it was a cute version of something that they didn't have but it was technically like supposed to be something that you would use for a long period of time making it a replacement for something that would be disposable but yeah at the same time it'd be kind of trendy so anyway what I was getting what I'm getting at is that it's a lifestyle just like you know anything else like it's going to be something that you have to want to do for the long run and like you said trying to do that overnight can be really overwhelming because when you take a step back and look at like the way that society is and the way that things are packaged and the things that you buy on a daily basis, you don't really think about it until you do take that step back and you're like, Holy shit, it's literally inescapable. Um, obviously some places, uh, give you more of an, of an advantage than others. But for the most part, I feel like sometimes I do feel like, why am I even trying? Like I feel like the individual action isn't going to make a difference, which is such a bad attitude to have because although we know it begins at the corporations and ends at the corporations, like our individual actions do make a difference because it's not so much maybe and like the earthly scale, but just like the people, you know, it will trickle down, you know? And so you're doing something and they see that. And then you're like, Hey, I'm, um, for example, I gifted my cousin a reusable cutlery set because I know that she works a lot and she's always out. And so I know that that would be something that would be benefiting to her. But, um, Anyway, yeah, it's not something that can be done overnight, and I've been trying to do it now, and I say trying because I slip up a lot, but um, it's always in the back of my head, and I have to give myself more credit because there are, like, a few things that I have permanently swapped out that I totally forget about because I'm, I don't think twice now about it.
0: Absolutely. I completely relate to that. Um, oh, goodness. I was going to reply, like, something specifically you said, but I... <laughs> like blanked on what that was but oh actually i think it's just to encourage that to not even try to do it overnight because you have things in your house currently and you and i've Mm -hmm. talked about this previously we also have a whole entire episode dedicated to this subject matter too that you guys can listen to as well but you can just work with what you currently have you work you can get your own current your current silverware and bring that with you on your trip or bundle it up and have everything just a little bit more prepared with things that you already have like tote bags are likely already in your situation but are you making it accessible for you and putting it in the car and and so it's definitely not going to happen overnight where you're going to go into the store without the bag and you just have to get used to making it a part of your lifestyle.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like obviously last year was really hard to maintain like a consistency because the things that we were so used to being able to do, like go to bulk item places, and especially food related is still not really available. I'm not sure about you and uh in texas or whatnot but around here like all the sprout stuff in um, mother's market completely got rid of their entire deli section so it used to be and even then like it's it's odd because we were never the ones who could just go up to the counter and like pick it out ourselves like there was still a person behind the counter that would do it for you but that's not even a thing anymore they completely got rid of it and now they have everything prepackaged. so you can't even bring your own container or your own jar to have them fill it up for you it's all to go and that just sucks you know that like completely goes against like the reason of it being a bulk item dispensary in the first place um and last time i checked like sprouts everything is bagged up like all the things that you used to like take the little shovel and like scoop and put into your own container your own bag whatever it may be it's all just like wrapped up and ready to go everything's already portioned out for you and so you know, it's, like, I felt really defeated last year. And then I moved out on my own. And then I had to buy cheaper things. And cheaper things usually always come in plastic. And there was no recycling at that apartment complex, which is just baffling to me. And so I, would like, go out of my way. Like, I would have trash bags on trash bags, like, on our little patio that I would take to my parents' house just to be able to recycle it. And even then, knowing that maybe, like, 10% of it's going to get recycled. You know, so there's, like, a lot of things that can really, like dissuade you and defeat make you feel defeated in the movement but um there's also like I had mentioned earlier like permanent swaps that you can make like um like the cutlery thing I've never really looked back and then even if sometimes I forget it whatever like cutlery I get from wherever I'm going I'll keep that in my car so that I can use it for a future thing um also like I don't really use tissues like I have like handkerchiefs and stuff um, And then also as a female, I use like a menstrual cup, and that I've been using that for years, and that's something I never even think about anymore because it's just like, you know, it's my go-to. Like I don't even think about tampons or anything, and which are so detrimental and like so much waste. Just it's it's baffling, honestly. And not even just that, but obviously,
0: I'm not okay. We're gonna move on. because Nobody
1: needs to know. Do a whole
0: lot of Everybody knows. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I I was actually doing a little mini brainstorm because I I've, I've, as I've been continuing to, you know, switch things out, like here at my hydro flask, you know, mm-hmm. a reusable water bottle is a good first thing that could be an easy switch to reduce plastic waste. Um, and then I was just thinking, what are other things that I've been doing lately that are just like swaps that are just got into the lifestyle that I don't even think about it anymore? So. We have a Chemex um, coffee pot. So it's just like a glass pot. Um, yeah. And then you typically uh, use um, paper filters for the coffee, but there's also like an aluminum type of um, reusable filter. So yeah. now my coffee is completely like waste-free minus like the coffee grounds. Um, and then my I use deodorant that's like a deodorant bar. Um, It's that brand, um, Ethique, or something like that. It's, like, ethnic, but, like, with a Q-U-E. They're at Target Mm -hmm. and stuff, so they're trying to be, like, in the market and available for people to get um, waste-free because it's um, the bar, and it comes in a um, paper box, and it even has, like, a sticker to close the box, and it says it's a compostable sticker. So it's, like, cool. They're
1: on top of it. Yeah, that's awesome. I know Native um, has been my go-to deodorant for a long time, and I was, like, really upset that they weren't making, uh, like, an eco-friendly version of it because it just came in, like, a regular plastic tube. And so I tried switching it out for other ones, like the the creams and the bars and like I have very sensitive armpits. So like everything just made me like get rashy and itchy and break out. And so I was like, I kind of just have to go back to this option. And that's another thing too, is like if there is something that is like a tried and true for you that you know that works for you, and especially if it's something involving like your health and like, okay, that's fine. Like we're all allowed to have things that are not necessarily the best, but like, I, I literally didn't have another option at this point because, um, you know, going from aluminum based to aluminum free deodorant, like that switch takes like a long time for your body to like handle and get over. So I wasn't just going to like go back to what I was normally using pre native deodorant. But anyway, they finally made a uh, paper tube, a paper tube that, um, is like a push pop. So like you push it up and it like comes <laughs> up. Um, and that's also at target, which is super cool. Um, and it lasts just as long as the other one and you can just throw it away and it, I, I I don't know if it's di- uh, biodegradable or if it's compostable, but I don't, I don't really know that's,
0: the difference. Um, that's a good question. I think that those might be close to being interchangeable. Like, mm-hmm. I would think so too. And composting. Yeah. Kind of, that came to me. Um, But yeah, actually mentioning that, I think that when we were talking about um, how, I think kind of like a supply and demand thing, it's like, vote with your dollar, you know, buy the products that are a more sustainable material um, Mm -hmm. so that, you know, we're supporting the companies that are, you know, doing things that are better for the planet versus companies that aren't. So hopefully with that you know more shelves will be filled with more products with sustainable materials and you know that type of thing so i'm just like thinking like we need to just keep on moving in this direction um as an individual to influence the businesses um with how we spend our money
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah no i definitely agree um I mean, touching back on, like, the big corporations essentially being the the only reason why all of these single-waste plastics exist, it's really disheartening, and it sucks, and um, I'm pretty sure that, like, I think it was, like, Pepsi or Coca-Cola was, like, third year in the row, like, the biggest, like, plastic polluter in the world, which is just so gross that that even still exists, you know, um... And so I I do believe that your dollar, you know, is your bow and you should cast it where it matters. And um, I think that doing some research and some trial and error to find out what works and what doesn't for you is also a good way to find out um, what works and what doesn't. Um, and then also I, I'm like a huge advocate for supporting local small businesses. And I feel like a lot of local small businesses um, maybe not even intentionally use more, Uh, or less damaging materials, because it's just what they what they have, you know, like they wrap their stuff in paper, or um, whatever it may be. I just feel like large manufacturers are usually the people who are going to create the more the more amount of waste. Whereas people who are more local, um, I'm sure you can find that
0: wouldn't be as destructive to the environment. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's, I think that we're moving in that direction during this time period to want to be more local based, um, more self sustaining, um, not relying too much on the outside world to support us. So, you know, gardening and um, making food at home, and reducing our impact in those ways as well. Just, I think that, this time period is brought upon like um, a way to ease into a slower way of life on behalf of the planet. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're all able to like move into more of a like low waste lifestyle um, just with more awareness, um, but also just maybe maybe wanting this. Um, and then also accessibility, like making sure that, oh a low waste lifestyle is more accessible because I was thinking about how big of a bummer it was last year where all of the mushrooms that sprouts were already put into the plastic bag so I had to grab the plastic bag now currently we're just saying in California that's still kind of the case but in here we I was able to put the mushrooms into my reusable bag um and so that's kind of like this uh, game that we have to play in order to like make sure everyone is safe there still needs to be more plastic waste there are people getting vaccines There look at all the plastic waste from the vaccines um but it's also protecting people so it's just like this uh, balance that we have to find but on that note um you know if we're going to continue to use plastic, maybe we need to be going more towards plant-based plastic, not yeah. oil-based, oil-based plastic. So yeah. there's a lot of ways where we can continue to adapt um, in the future because our lives depend on it now. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: hopefully, you know, just with more awareness and more investment in sustainability, um, we can see more change.
1: Yeah. It is really sad that, like, that isn't something that's already a thing. Like, everybody knows that it's not only cheaper, it's more effective, and it, it eventually will will biodegrade because it's plant-based. And it's, like, it's so... It's, I mean, it's not surprising because we live in the United States, but it's, like, wherever anyone can get money, they're going to do it. And so, obviously, the plastic in- industry creates a lot of money for whatever reason. And so, it's, like... <laughs> I I don't know, just like, you know, the fact that hemp could go so much farther than plastic ever could, and it's way more sustainable and way less damaging, and it's, like, literally illegal to farm hemp. Like, it's just so fucking backwards, and it's so annoying. Mm -hmm. Pissing me off. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that is something that I've noticed, too, recently, is... um, I had to go in for like a doctor appointment recently and like the amount of waste that they use, it sucks. And that's not something that anybody can like do anything about. Like it's literally just safety protocol, you know, it's sanitary. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just thinking about like all of the stuff that has been used this past year for the COVID patients and whatnot, it's probably just like an influx of waste, just like somewhere in the, on the earth that we don't even see. So we don't even think about, but it's there. You know
0: absolutely that is a very valid point um i wanted to make sure that i mentioned this um in this podcast episode because i haven't really shared it much on social and i think it's very important um last week tonight um by john oliver it's on hbo he does he does weekly um document not documentary style but he's basically just talking to the camera about a certain subject matter having to do with something that's impacting us mostly politically but you know other things as well and he did a whole entire podcast episode not podcast but um, a whole entire episode um of about plastic waste and Mm -hmm. when I was working in the recycling industry I learned a lot about um waste (laughs) and um what he expresses in that episode is a lot of what i learned and so he does it in a very um informational and entertaining manner and so i would highly recommend everyone to check it out um, on youtube his he pretty much puts the entire episode clip on youtube um, and it's oh i think it's just a heavy dose of awareness is going to make you want to kind of like grab the stainless steel version or the bamboo version or just kind of, like, look for it. Um, What happened for Grace and I um, in going into a low-waste movement was kind of uh, influencing each other on accident. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We both worked at a cafe, and... um, just, you know, would talk about our impact, I guess. Um, And Grace had once put a uh, plastic cup on a table and said that the plastic was going to outlive us all. And I was like, oh, so true. And uh, we were available to like have a drink um, uh, as our like shift benefit and uh, always had like a smoothie in in a plastic cup, plastic lid, plastic straw semi-daily basis and just realized for me personally um and I don't even remember how I came into awareness of this concept but just having a personal trash can so just being conscious of how many things you're disposing on a daily basis and with that awareness know that you know millions upon millions are either throwing away the same amount or less or more so it's usually more (laughs) yeah so where it's like okay well let's backtrack a little bit um what am i throwing away can this be recycled can this be composted can i not buy this in the future for because a single use situation so maybe my next purchase will be something that can last me a lifetime instead of it being single use or have it be a sustainable material. So yeah, <laughs> we just kind of like set each other off on this little journey to wanna help help the planet a little bit more. But I thought it was funny that we kind of went on the journey at the same time, kind of influenced by each other.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who was like a really big low waste advocate that I didn't even really think about until not too long ago is Robin. Like, I've known Robin since I was 12. Like, I've known her for a very long time. Um, she's a friend and a and an old coworker at multiple... I worked with her at multiple places. And she always, always had her own bags, her own jars, like, her own straws, her own lids. Like, always. It wasn't even, like, a thought in her mind. She just always came with, like, everything she needed all the time. And um, I thought that was really cool. And that definitely inspired me to, like, start doing my smoothies in, like, jars and... <clears throat> working at that place at eco now i was able to get everything that i needed that i still have um which is which is really cool now that i mean again i haven't really been like the best at it but um i do think about it more and now that i'm moving out i'm going to try and do my best that i can because my grandfather is old and he doesn't really buy anything at all whatsoever and so i know that the stuff that he buys is like okay, that's fine, you know, that's a very small amount of waste, but he does recycle, he always has, he also has a garden bed that my Nana used to garden in, so I was thinking of getting a compost bin, which um, Eco now has, like, this whole setup where it comes with worms and everything, and, like, an instruction manual, so it's, like, instead of, like, the ones that you make um, with, like, the dry and the wet compost, it's, like, the ones that the worms eat the, the waste and stuff, and then you could use that compost for the garden, so I'm, like, dude, this is, like, a perfect opportunity to do what I've always wanted to do. Yeah, that's so exciting and I know I'm so excited and living in this house currently where it's uh five people literally we throw out trash like a full trash bag of trash at least once a day and wow. it's 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 baffling honestly like, it's where mind-blowing it- huh
0: you're like where does it come from
1: yeah no it, it's it's crazy and it sucks because I feel like you know as a vegan like a, like I eat so much <clears throat> I eat so much tofu like I eat copious amounts of tofu and it's like where do you find tofu that's not in a plastic container?
0: I'm interested to learn how to make tofu. I have mentioned that to Keith. We eat a lot of tofu too. I'm like Mm -hmm. it's a staple in a culture for like thousands of centuries so I would think that people might make tofu at home. Yeah.
1: No, I mean I'm sure they do. It's just the fact of
0: figuring it out. Like an easy recipe because I would love to be that one of the next things that becomes a low waste situation. It is kind of challenging to make your kitchen more low waste sometimes with all the yeah. of packaged food. When you want to like make the low waste version, that's like, oh, I have to make a loaf of bread today.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's literally probably actually one of, literally probably actually is what I just said. Um, <laughs> the hardest part for sure is the kitchen and the food. In my opinion because again it's just that convenience and the, the companies that manufacture that shit know it like they're gonna grab the stuff that makes it easier to manage to, to make to eat same with fast food you know and last year eating out there was no option to eat in so you had to pick it up and it was already in the container it, co- it came in and there was really nothing you could do about it um However, those are great for leftovers. So I do have like a million of those saved and I've also used them for plant propagations too. So that's another thing is just finding ways to utilize what you already have, um, in manners that will essentially keep the thing around for a long time. But one thing that I'm kind of figuring out still is toothbrushes. Um, I have had an electric toothbrush for as long as I can remember, like maybe like 10 to 12 years. Um, and the battery was starting to shit out um like it wouldn't stay charged so i got a new one and it um the bristles are just like really intense and they like hurt my gums and so i just like ended up using like a regular plastic toothbrush which i intend to keep around like after i stopped using it on my teeth but then i'm like okay well then what do i do with it after that like i know you can use it for like very specific types of cleaning like small things and whatnot But I don't know if there's, like, a place that, like, takes them, that will, like, do something with them, or if there's, like, I don't know, something, like, you can melt them down and turn them into something else. I'm not really sure, but I feel like that's something that haunts me every day, (laughs) Stamped toothbrushes.
0: Yeah, there is a company called TerraCycle, so, yeah, yeah, I think that they probably recycle toothbrushes, because they seem to recycle all of the random things that aren't not Aren't recyclable on curbside that people definitely use, like a toothbrush.
1: Yeah, uh, I. just so sh- now works with TerraCycle,
0: actually, which is super oh, cool. Yeah, that's- but I want to work with TerraCycle. <laughs> you should, <laughs> right? Um. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say after that. Right
1: on. Yeah. Um. I had something that I would like to bring up. Um, because I feel like we're talking a lot of, we're talking about a lot of physical items, which obviously like, that's what waste is. is like a physical thing, but, um, there's also like ways to be less, uh, impactful and detrimental to the earth, um, and the environment in like a day-to-day basis, um, on like what you use and, um, like your diet, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like choosing a vegan diet lowers, I don't know. It's hard to say, because again, it comes down to like, well, it's not the individual, individual action that necessarily matters. It's the fact that the extreme amount um, of factory farming still exists. And it's not like if we pull out of that, then they'd be like, Oh shit. Oh my God. Grace and Christina aren't buying from us anymore. We have to close down, you know? And like, I wish it was that easy, but it's not. And so like you and I know that at the end of the day, like, we're not necessarily contributing, but we're also not necessarily because we're not contributing. It's not making them any less successful. Um, So again, it can be one of those things where you're like, well, does this even matter? But um, for us, I know it's like a moral thing. So even if like the environment wasn't an aspect of veganism, I think we would still probably be vegan anyway. It's kind of just like a part of the whole thing. But Mm -hmm. um, I was just listening to, um, Uh, Bill Nye's uh, podcast and he was talking to um, I think it I think I don't know if it was like the creator of impossible meat or like someone having to do with the impossible meat um, who has studied a lot about like farming and agriculture and whatnot and like the the numbers and the statistics he was giving um about choosing, like, a regular hamburger versus, like, an impossible burger it was astounding. Like, thousands of acres of land and you know, thousands of gallons of water, like, saved. <clears throat> I need some water, but I don't have any. <laughs> I, got I got water. <laughs> Damn, you prepared. I have mine, but it's empty.
0: I was gonna but- hand i'm sorry (laughs)
1: thank you but anyway um yeah so like that's exciting that's encouraging you know to know that like yeah you may not be shutting down farming factory farming on a large scale at all but you are again voting with your dollar and so you're choosing to support a company that isn't killing animals and is way less impactful on the environment um so I think that that's, again, like one of those things that I don't really think about too often anymore, or that I don't give myself enough credit for is like knowing that I'm not necessarily partaking in that damage, you
0: know? Oh, absolutely. I think that you can give yourself a little bit more credit than what you are, because if you, um, there's like those vegan calculators online, I don't know if you've seen them where you can punch in how long you've been vegan, and then it'll calculate like, how many gallons of water you 've saved, how much land you 've saved, like basically doing that impossible food statistic, but for you individually, so that you can <laughs> see what your impact is like um, and I think that it it 's just showing. I became vegan a long time ago. <laughs> um and so I think that I have seen quite a bit of change over the period. It's been since 2009, so it's been over a decade and I have seen a lot of growth in in the in the movement um and definitely it's um animal rights driven for me but it definitely is um environmental rights driven for me as well because it is a, a big impact on the ocean, um, a big impact on the land. Um, and, you know, we spend so much of our resources growing food to feed the food and then mm-hmm. feed the humans, Well, we can grow the resources to feed the humans and cut out the middle. Um, yeah. so that helps the environment tremendously, but it also helps with you know, hunger and starvation and people needing to have food. So um, it's all interconnected where we're, you know, wanting to help the planet. um, And so it's going to be with compassion to the other beings on the planet. And then fortunately it um, helps us uh, live healthfully as well. So it's just this really beautiful um uh I was gonna say dichotomy but there's three things and not two so. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah again like you said I do need to give myself more credit because again there's like things that I don't even think about anymore that I guess you could consider like low impact and whatnot but um just like everything in life I just I just always feel like there's more that I could be doing and um I don't really beat myself up over it um, because I know that I still have that opportunity to do better and I think that as long as that's what is in the back of my mind then I'll go ahead and try to do better next time you know um, but I think the hardest thing for me is just like cutting out things that I know that like I probably would never make myself or that because like I'm not a fan of cooking like let's be honest here like I hate cooking I don't like creating things in the kitchen and whatnot and so unless it's something that I, I kind of already know how to make or do um but even then like from scratch like i can't i can't think of anything that i know how to make from scratch i know how to put things together you know and so putting things together takes a lot of different items which usually all come in their own types of packaging but um when i did when i was living uh on my own with my boyfriend it was like a good little opportunity to see like the potential that i have because i was trying a lot harder knowing that it's my space and and my mess and my waste. Um, and so I bought like the, the jar with like the reusable tissues in it. And, um, I have a bidet, which, um, makes you use a lot less toilet paper. And I have all of the jars filled with all of the like shampoo and conditioner and lotion and whatnot. And those are all refillable that I go and get refilled and like Epsom salt and baking soda and all of the, um, spices in my kitchen. Like, I'm like, yep, uh, when I run out, I'm going to refill it. I'm not going to go buy a new one. So it was like a little taste of like the potential that I have that I know that I I can do as long as I'm willing to just make the effort. And then now I'm going to be moving farther away. So I'll have to make the drive out to wherever I can to get those things restocked instead of repurchasing the same items. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a nice um, experience and a fun opportunity to like revamp the kitchen, you know, and to, um, already have everything all there for me because he has years and years and years worth of stuff and not that's not me saying that he has a lot of like too much stuff but I'm saying that I don't have to go out and buy more you know mm-hmm. I can just already use what's already there and that also is nice to know too that I don't have to restock an entire house like I did moving into an apartment
0: absolutely cool that's cool that you have all that stuff
1: I know I mean the house is like so old it's it's paid off like it's you know, my father grew up there. So um, at one point, my Nana made like a, a whole like risen um, area in the backyard for I think she like grew squash, zucchini and eggplant. I think that was like her go to I was really young. So I don't remember everything. But um, obviously, that hasn't been a thing for quite some time. So I feel like he'd probably like be really excited to see us like using that part of the house again. And um, Again, like getting the whole compost thing down and um, maybe like even help like having him um, learn about it and me explaining it to him. Like, hey, like if you ever have any food you need to throw away, just like let me know. We can put it here instead of throwing it away. Um, I'm sure he'd be excited to learn.
0: Mm, That'd be so, that's sweet. I'm excited for you. And gardening is always just a a great, I feel like I was very resistant to gardening because it felt like a chore Mm -hmm. and it felt like, labor (laughs) well it is what
1: it is labor
0: right but then where you where you're able to like change your mindset to say like this is like exercise like i'm i'm burning not burning calories but more so i'm like treating my body kindly by giving it movement um, and so it, after I like dropped to that resistance where I was like, okay, I just need to enjoy this because, um, there's what they call blue zones throughout the world where, um, it's parts of the world where people live the longest because they, um, They're involved in mindful practices and they just have more peaceful lifestyles. And gardening is a big component of their lifestyle as well. So I just feel like you'll feel really happy in your home where you have a garden so nearby to like go check on and watch things
1: grow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think it'll be very, very rewarding. Um, And that will be a huge, uh, um, a way, a huge way to minimize waste and um creating it through not having to buy all of those all of those packaged um and plastic wrapped vegetables and fruits and stuff which is so stupid I, like i you know what i hate i hate those stupid um like plastic stickers that they wrap around bananas well, mm-hmm. like i know you're not like it's so you don't pick them but like still
0: let the people pick the bananas you know <laughs> it's so dumb bananas <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about how uh, companies love to un- uh, take the skin off of oranges or citrus and put all of the citrus without the skin onto like a styrofoam like plate and then put plastic wrap covering over it I saw I've it.
1: seen that too yeah
0: like um why don't we just keep the fruit how it is it's got to <laughs> protect its skin because uh it was born that way and let's not create single-use waste please and thank you
1: so dumb it doesn't make any <laughs> sense
0: it doesn't but um hopefully just with more awareness then i mean i think that with more awareness people realize like you and i will you know we're that's something that doesn't sit well with us and so yeah, other people can learn about that and feel like that doesn't sit well with them either and hopefully over time And it's not going to happen overnight, but not talking about it is also not going to bring about any change either. So Mm -hmm. just um, was thinking also just with Earth Day coming up um, that I wanted to do like an Earth Day um, promise, like... So I was thinking of, like, what's what's something that I can commit to for the next year that will, like, help me become a better steward of the earth? And I have a tendency to forget to turn off the light um, where it's, like, coming out of the bathroom, um, going into my bedroom. And... Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm thinking that I need to, like, focus focus my attention is that, like, there's something kind of small, but over time, it kind of adds up, too. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of have more variety in, um, like, the environmental activism is like, okay, well, how about I just, like, turn off some lights? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, it's a little thing, but it goes a long way. And even, like, switching your light bulbs to, like, LEDs, you know, um, those, are, again, those are just like little things you don't even think about until somebody brings it up. But, um, there's tons of things that anybody can do on a daily basis that doesn't have to be super crazy and outrageous that will potentially help the environment and just make you feel a little bit better about existing on a planet that everybody is pulling all its resources from. Um, but it is a process and there's no need to try and do it all super super quick it takes time it takes uh researching it takes trial and error but i think just starting from what you already have is the best place to start
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i was thinking about that like there's a lot of like freebies that people um give away that are like tote bags or water bottles or travel mugs um And all of those things you probably, like, have in your closet or something like that. And keep on using that until you can, you know, you can do the upgrade and get the other type of water bottle. But kind of just use what you have when you want to go on this journey. Um, And then when you need to, um, when you want to replace something, like, try to make sure that it's a sustainable material, that it can last for a decent amount of time. Um, so that it's not ultimately becoming waste. Um, like my hairbrush, for example, I've had for a really long time. It was plastic. Um, but when I wanted to replace it, I made sure that it was like a bamboo handle. Um, and now Keith uses my old hairbrush. So it just got like, it has a new owner. It's still not trash yet. So Mm -hmm. it's just, um, just a lifelong thought process, honestly. I don't foresee myself you know changing in any way to be more (laughs) consuming I'm going to continue to just keep on cutting things out and um making sure that what I have has a lot of value to me um and yeah trying to think well outside of that like in regards to like Earth Day and sustainability and just like lifestyle in its entirety like not necessarily stuff like (laughs) we keep on going back to but um I do have like uh, a desire always to like walk around in my neighborhood instead of (laughs) instead of driving like preferring to try and make the choice to walk over driving um and uh, my bike is still in California so once I get my bike I have to start biking more um but yeah trying to think of anything else that we need to touch on we are just flowing, man.
1: Yeah. I know. I um, believe it's already forty five minutes.
0: It says there is no planet B and there's a little polar bear. Cute. Yeah. Fighting for the polar bears. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just wanted to wish everybody a happy Earth Day and if anyone um, I mean, Grace, do you want to make an Earth Day promise? Do you want to think of anything that you can say to promise to Earth that you might? Well, I guess the garden, is kind of a nice in- addition to your lifestyle in the next year.
1: Yeah, That's- I just think I have to like keep that promise, and, like know that it's going to be a lot of work, but that there's a lot of people that I know that already do it. And so I can get the help and the resources that I need. Um, I tend to give up on things when they get hard. So I think it'll be like a good uh, mindfulness thing as well um, to motivate me just to be better. So Beautiful. just be better. That's me always just wanting to be better.
0: Oh, oh. Well, I guess we can close out this episode. Thanks for the what, people who joined us live. We appreciate your presence. Um, And we appreciate anyone who watches this um, or listens to this, obviously. Um, And if you enjoyed listening to our conversation, oh, thanks for the love, guys. (laughs) Enjoyed this conversation and enjoy our podcast. We're at Planted and Growing on Instagram. Our contact information is in there as well. Uh, Subscribe and review if you feel inclined. And we appreciate you being with us.
1: Yes. Thank you so
0: much. (laughs)